0: In our ever changing environment, it is important now more than ever to look at the way we do things. The initial step in changing our methods is changing our thinking. It is vital that we have the conversations to instigate and propel positive change within our industries and communities by looking at different ideas and adopting new mindsets. The Reset and Rethink podcast is continuing our connectivity with rural and regional communities and the people that help sustain them. It's an over-the-fence look at people's lives, ideas and actions that inspire us. We hear from strong individuals, community members, business owners, and industry professionals who are making way for real change in their patch and beyond. Welcome to the Reset and Rethink podcast, brought to you by Chirrup, empowering and supporting rural and regional communities to thrive. The Growing the Ag Workforce webinar and podcast series has been funded by the Queensland Agriculture Workforce Network. Corn is an industry-delivered initiative funded by the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries. Corn officers work to support Queensland agribusinesses to attract, train and retain workers. The purpose of this podcast series is to further discuss the key takeaway messages from the webinars and provide more insight into workplace relations, staff training and development and safety in the agricultural workplace. Welcome to Cherup's Reset and Rethink podcast. Today's episode is the third and final episode in the Growing the Ag Workforce series. I'm joined today by Kate Crowe from Chirrup. Welcome, Kate, and thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Meg. Thanks for having me.
0: So before we jump into the questions, can you tell me a bit about yourself and your role at Chirrup?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm Kate Crowe and I'm the Business Development Manager at Chirrup, which is a not-for-profit ag organisation in Emerald. So we're a small team of individuals who uh, really want to thrive the rural communities and do what we can to help the ag industry. So I've been with Chirrup for about six months now, so I started in April 2022 um, and have taken on the business development manager role to improve the Safe Station system that we have and build up Smart Station. So Safe Station is a customised workplace health and safety system for um, primary producers um, who would like to implement a
0: workplace health and safety system. Fantastic. So this podcast is in addition to a webinar that we recorded Are you able to give us a bit of a recap on your webinar session? Mm
1: -hmm. So as part of the webinar, we had a look at the legislation that applies to um, the ag industry. So ag as an industry follows the same legislation as every other industry in Australia, which is the Workplace Health and Safety Act of 2011 in Queensland, the Workplace Health and Safety Regulations of 2011, the Australian Standards and the Codes of Practice, Uh, And this applies to both physical and mental health. We also took a look at the duties of a person conducting a business or undertaking. Um, So that's primary producers across Queensland. So as a um, person conducting a business or an undertaking, they have a duty to ensure, so far as reasonably practicable, the health and safety of workers and others in the conducting of their business. So, this includes things as providing and maintaining a safe work environment, the safe use, handling, and storage of plant structures and substances, having safe systems of work, providing adequate facilities for the welfare of workers, providing information, training, instruction, or supervision that is necessary to protect all persons from risks, monitoring the health and safety for the purpose of preventing illness or injury consulting with their workers and displaying their workplace health and safety policy in the workplace. So there's quite a few uh, duties that do fall under a person conducting a business or an undertaking, so that's a business owner. We also took a look at the duties of a worker. So while at work, a worker must take reasonable care for his or her own health and safety, take reasonable care that his or her acts or admissions do not adversely affect the health and safety of other persons. They must comply so far as the worker is reasonably able with any reasonable instruction that is given by the person conducting the business or undertaking to allow the person to comply with the Workplace Health and Safety Act, and they must cooperate with any reasonable policy or procedure that relates to health and safety at the workplace that has been notified to the workers. And then under that, Meg, we took a look at the financial risks that are... People operating a business can be exposed to if something is to happen, such as a workplace health and safety incident. So Mm -hmm. one of the the biggest ones is uh, industrial manslaughter. So that's the highest penalty where a person conducting a business or undertaking or a senior officer negligently causes the death of a worker. So that can be a maximum penalty of up to 20 years imprisonment for an individual or up to $10 million for a body corporate. And we had a look at some of the other financial risks that fall under those. Um, but if you're wanting to find out more about that, we did uh, discuss that more in depth in the webinar. Mm-hmm. And then as part of the, the risk management to mitigate the risk of workplace health and safety risk, we took a quick look at how, how do you actually mitigate your risk and minimise those. So that's comes back to identifying the hazards, assessing the risks, controlling your risks, and reviewing your control measures, um, which then then feeds into both the risk matrix and the hierarchy of controls to minimise the level of risk exposure that you do have on farm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then we uh, had a quick look at what what actually makes up a safety management system and what is a safety management system Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and how culture comes into play in that safety management system and how to protect your employees Um, and improve the safety culture of your business then how training comes into play in a safety management system what the essential training is on farm uh, and what are competencies on farm and how does that come into play in your safety management system and how to deem someone competent competent and then we also took a look at how do you actually implement a safety management system mm-hmm. and what options there are for employers in the ag industry.
0: Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. And as Kate just mentioned, that there is a recording on the Cherub YouTube channel of this webinar. So if you are wanting to look more into everything Kate has just given a very good wrap up on, um, yeah, you can find it on Cherrup's YouTube channel. So Kate, you just mentioned safety culture. How does workplace health and safety impact culture in the workplace?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so having an implemented workplace health and safety system it can have a positive impact on the culture that you have within your business so it can assist in retaining good employees, attracting quality new employees um, by showing that you're committed to their health and safety. It provides a safe workplace for all your employees and your family members because we know that most farms are family operated. Mm-hmm. It enhances your productivity and it improves your communication by ensuring you and all your employees are on the same page when it comes to things. And it gives you time back to your business and sort of sets the standard for the business, what you do and what you don't tolerate.
0: Yeah, excellent. So now that you kind of framed what is culture and what it does, how can you improve it in the workplace? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So changing a workplace culture takes three key things. So that's systems, symbols and behaviours. So you must have clear systems of work with common goals. So that could be keeping everyone safe whilst getting the job done. And then symbols such as um, little signage, little reminders to remind everyone of their their role in the um, workplace and how important safety is. So that could be a, a workplace health and safety sign displayed in your shed or your main workshop or even in your office and ensuring your employees have access to that. And then uh, behaviours, so leading by example as management and then keeping everyone accountable, making, making sure everyone knows what they're doing and that they can own up if something needs to change or improve.
0: Mm-hmm. So in the webinar, you mentioned the risk matrix and the hierarchy of controls. Can you elaborate on how they work together to minimise the risk level in the workplace? Mm -hmm.
1: So the risk matrix is a tool to evaluate risks. It compares the potential consequence with the likelihood of an event occurring. And it's important to understand the risk matrix, whether it's for all tasks that are carried out on property day in, day out, or something that occurs once every six months or annually. Uh, The risk matrix is supported by the hierarchy of controls. The hierarchy of controls are used to minimise the potential of the risk um, and the potential consequence. So it operates in a um, top-down approach. So it includes elimination, substitution, engineering controls, administrative controls and PPE. Mm -hmm. So it forces um, employers to consider things like, is this equipment safe to use? is this vehicle or equipment fit for purpose? Can another vehicle or piece of equipment be used to complete this job? Uh, What physical tools can I use to isolate the hazard? What knowledge or training do my employees need to know before they're completing this task? And is there suitable PPE provided? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So some examples of implementing the hierarchy of controls could be elimination. You could um, ensure you're disposing of any tools that aren't suitable for your property or for the operation you run um, and that pose a high risk to your employers Mm -hmm. you could substitute it by using an alternative tool or an alternative piece of machinery uh, or using something such as electric motors rather than diesel and fuel motors you could implement engineering controls by ensuring you have the correct guards on equipment enclosures and ventilation for things such as chemicals on property Uh, And then administrative controls, you can ensure you have um, good job rotations, so preventative maintenance of your tools and equipment, restricting any work areas and improving your safety culture. And then PPE is obviously safety glasses, boots, um, adequate protection for employees.
0: Excellent. So I know we've had this discussion before and when it comes to improving your risk level in the workplace, how can you use the hierarchy of controls to improve that? So you talk about the administrative controls and PPE, and they Mm -hmm. are the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. but where does it start improving the risks in the workplace?
1: Of course, Meg. So utilising the hierarchy of controls, uh, some of the the minimum requirements are PPE and administrative controls, as you said before, and these are the least effective. So when you start to move above these two tools, uh, you start to change the colour that you fall in in the risk matrix. So whether that's uh, fatality or death or minor injury, if you're you're using um, elimination, substitution or engineering controls, you can start to change the colour that you fall in and you might be able to improve the chances of if an accident is to occur on property uh, and that, that end result that might occur at the end of that accident.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Thank you for elaborating on that. So an increasingly large and very important part of safety culture is psychological safety and making sure that employees feel safe and empowered at work. A couple of questions that came during the webinar was what are an employee's responsibilities around mental health in the workplace?
1: Yeah, of course. So I mentioned earlier that the Workplace Health and Safety Act of 2011 in Queensland identifies that workplace health and safety doesn't just apply to physical health, it applies to mental health in the workplace as well. So employers should ensure that they're fostering a mentally healthy workplace and that they can acknowledge if employees are suffering with any mental health issues.
0: Fantastic. So what are the characteristics of a mentally healthy workplace?
1: Yeah, of course. So a mentally healthy workplace will undertake routine um, assessments of their psychological health and safety and acknowledging if they need um, help to deal with that. So they can identify psychosocial hazards in the workplace and they put in control measures to prevent things happening, such as working overtime, working weekends, Mm -hmm. um, and yet really trying to reduce their risk exposure. Uh, And it also comes down to management acknowledging that they are important role models and that the behaviours and the boundaries they display in the workplace can influence staff, such as the hours they work and their work-life balance. So they're all things that, yeah, a mentally healthy workplace should influence and input in their operation.
0: I think it's a great reminder also for employers and management that they're, actions do impact on their staff even mm-hmm. though they're not directly saying, I'm doing this, you have to do this. It's just staff are held to an expectation. So it's it's a good reminder to even if it's verbally I am choosing to work on with mm-hmm. my weekends because that is what I choose to do. There's mm-hmm. no expectation for mm-hmm. you to do that. Yeah. And just verbally saying that's so that, that mental load isn't on the staff.
1: Yeah. Just really reiterates it, especially for younger people in the workplace. I think it's very important.
0: Especially Agate is you are working long hours, you are working, doing some pretty tough work in a lot of instances. So just having that, um, I guess, transparency to say, this is what we do. It's not an expectation. This is going above and beyond. But but if it is an expectation, be clear with that and say, this is an expectation, but here's a support to help that. Or Mm -hmm. if you are struggling, please come and talk to us about it. So what are the benefits of creating a mentally healthy workplace?
1: Yeah, there's so many benefits, Meg. People want to Come to work, you have thriving workers, they have um, increased productivity, increased engagement. You can increase your talent attraction. If you have a positive workplace and people hear about it, they want to come work for you, they want to work in a positive environment, and you can have um, better return on your investment. So, just looking after your employees overall can have such a huge impact in your operation and how you get things
0: done. Now that we've touched on the characteristics and the benefits of creating a mentally healthy workplace, what are some positive practices to increase the mental health of your employees?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, you can have a mental health strategy. So that might include policies and procedures in your workplace that are dedicated to mental health and how you deal with mental health. Uh, You can build the capacity of your leaders. So conducting training to identify any employees that are struggling with their mental health and how to deal with that. You can um, increase mental health awareness so that might be participating in mental health events, um, encouraging mental health on social media and just across your employees. Uh, you can ensure that you remove the stigma and the discrimination in the workplace so if someone needs to take a day off because they aren't feeling well there doesn't need to be any stigma or discrimination around that. Yeah. Uh, and having good processes in place for staying in work and returning to work uh, are really important as well so including having flexible arrangements such as working hours working from home um, mm-hmm. and just making sure that you're adjustable to your employees mm-hmm. and their needs
0: yeah fantastic and that's something that both Jay and Sally um, spoke on Jay particularly mentioned when you do a take five in the morning instead of doing it purely on practical measures you can also include mental health measures and that's talking on bullying and harassment in the workplace how big of an impact does bullying and harassment have Mm -hmm. in an ag workplace
1: yeah bullying and harassment can be huge um whether it's on farm or in a business operation but it has a huge impact on the way employees feel and how they feel they're appreciated in the workplace so it's extremely important that employers have a clear outline on their stance of bullying and harassment in the workplace Um, this should be identified in their policies and procedures and they should ensure that they have a plan to tackle it if something is to happen and the steps they would take to discipline someone or Yeah, what consequences would occur if there is bullying and harassment in the workplace and then also a support plan for the employees that are facing that on the other end of it.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And that's a good reminder that it is important not just to address the behaviour but support the employees Mm -hmm. that are experiencing that behaviour. Do you recommend any resources that our listeners can look into for guidance or advice on the topic?
1: Yeah, so Lifeline and Beyond Blue are great for identifying the early warning signs of an employee that might be struggling with any mental illness. Uh, and the Safe Work Queensland Mentally Healthy Workplaces Toolkit identifies the steps to promoting, preventing, intervening early and supporting the recovery of your employees. So there's a lot of tips and tricks in that workbook uh, and how you can improve your culture right from the get go and then how to tackle it if something is to happen and improve Yeah, your mental mental health care.
0: Excellent. Very good. And I'll link that toolkit in the show notes of this podcast episode for anyone wanting to look into that further. So to round off the, our discussions today, Kate, what are your top tips for any business wanting to improve their workplace on safety?
1: Yeah, so there's lots of options and steps down the road that you can start to take if you're wanting to implement a workplace health and safety system. So there's online templates you can purchase or you can download for free. Um, there's so many different types out there, so you do have to really find something that's suitable for your business. You can start documenting your processes, like how how do we actually do things around here and what are the steps for completing tasks, um, even if they're just simple tasks, just to start documenting things. Mm -hmm. You can start keeping records that might be machinery and vehicle maintenance or chemical registers, um, which I'm sure most people do, but they don't have a formal way of recording that. Uh, mm-hmm. you can start inducting employees uh, or there's the option of completing a safe station system, which is a comprehensive and customised safety management system built for agriculture.
0: Yeah, very good. So if you'd like to learn more about Workplace on Safety 101, the webinar recording with Kate is on Chirrut's YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes of this podcast episode. So finally, before we wrap up, Kate, if our listeners are wanting to further discuss Workplace Health and Safety in ag or are wanting to implement a safety system? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks, Meg. So there's both the TRIP and the Safe Station websites, which both have access to the Safe Station information, and you can inquire through those platforms about implementing a Safe Station system. The contact details for the admin email and our um, Chirrup phone number are both on those websites as well. So you can reach out, even if you have any questions about getting down that path and taking the first steps. Um, we're very happy to help you and point you in the right direction.
0: Fantastic. Thank you Kate so much for joining me today and having this discussion. I've really enjoyed our chat and I'm sure our listeners will take a lot away from today.
1: Thanks Meg, thanks for having me.
0: Well that's it for today's episode. We can't wait for you to tune in with us next time. In the meantime if you're enjoying our podcast please share, rate and subscribe so we can continue to keep creating this content for you all.